Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, welcome. So great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Thank you. We got a great lineup for you today. Uh, You you know, when we think about this, I was just talking to my featured guest today uh, a little bit before the show, uh, Tiana Lee McQuiller. And I was talking with her. We're going to be talking about the book, Astrology for Mystics. Um, This is a book that explores the fourth, eighth, and twelfth house. And this is exciting. But what's the question mark? We were just chit-chatting a little bit before at the show. And Benny, one of the things that she asked was, how are you doing? And I said, you know, whatever is going on in the houses, wherever they are, whatever, whatever movement, whatever alignment, it really is good. And I thought about the answer to that. And we're going to dive deeper into it today. And I think about this a lot. I think about what if you've gone through a life not so fancy? What if you had a life that probably challenged you beyond the point of anything you thought you can return back from? You know, what if you had ups and downs and sideways and just swirling around, spiraling up and down? What if your life was more like a roller coaster ride than a slide and glide. Do you think maybe some things lined up exactly the way they were supposed to, exactly at the depth they were supposed to, to build up whatever muscle you were going to need down the road, as my mama used to say? And today, in this incredible book, and I want to thank you again for this, you know, our friends at Inner Traditions, thank you so much, Manzanita, thank you for this book, and today, Astrology for Mystics. Now, for those of you that say, oh, I'm not a mystic, I'm not, you know, I'm a, I'm a, somebody said to me not too long ago, Pat, you keep saying we're all mystics, I'm not a mystic, I'm a mistake, and I'm like, oh, no, I don't even know what to do with that. But today, we're going to take a look at this. I want to tell you a little bit um, about my fabulous guest today, uh, Tara Reader, researcher of religion, esoteric mysticism, the author of several books, and today bringing to the forefront the deep dive, as I like to say, to look at the depths of the water houses in your natal chart. Uh, Tiana, great to have you. Thank you so much for having me. So somebody said to me, I want to start out with a a little question, right? But I want to give you a framework for it. Someone said to me not too long ago, I can't remember exactly how they phrased it, but they were talking about the fact that when they look at a chart and they look at the solar return, they see different things in it. But rarely do we talk about where things land in the houses, 
rarely do we say, oh, my moon is in Capricorn, and but, but we don't say. So tell me from your perspective, the importance to understand astrology at this level, right? Just to get you to understand how the dynamics of houses work. Tell us about this from your perspective. Well, you have, um, well, each, for, for, for those that are listening, all right, so the zodiac is like a pie that's divided into 12 slices, right? And um, those slices are called houses, okay? Um, and each house represents different uh, areas of your life. Um, and so there can be different zodiac signs in those houses and different planets in those houses. Um, so the house itself will have a particular meaning or a fixed meaning, but a particular zodiac sign or planet can change the energy of that house, okay? So for example, you may have a apartment or a house or something, and it's yours, right? It has your, your things in it, your energy in it. But let's say, uh, you know, um, I don't know, you have a house guest, right? There are some house guests that are gonna bring a totally different energy to your home when they come and visit, right? Your mom versus your friend versus your eccentric coworker or whatever. Even though it's your stuff in your house and it has that particular meaning to you, um, you know, there are other, other entities that can come into your space and change that space or the energy of that space, how you communicate in that space, right? right. Um, there are certain, that's why certain people you don't want in your house, right? <laughs> or that's right. Meet them somewhere else. You know, can we go to, can we meet this person at Starbucks? I don't want their vibe in the house, okay? Or you want to separate that energy. So at any rate, to answer your question, to understand it at that level is kind of narrowing, narrowing things down, okay? We're talking about a fixed meaning, but we're personalizing it more. How does this particular uh, planet or sign affect your experience? Not everybody's, okay? And that's what this book is all about. Yeah, and I love the way you just described that because, you know, this is really kind of cool that we can break this down so that we understand, you know, what it has to do with a life path, what it has to do with the decisions and choices we make, right? And right. you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, when you say, oh, man, I'm going to have a party at my house, you know, do you go through your list and say, let me ask the people that caused me the most angst and anxiety. Let me have them go to the top of the list. We don't do that, right? Right. Um, but even with that, you know, this particular book takes a look at water houses and in particular in the natal chart. Tell us about water houses, because there may be some people that they get a sense of this, but tell us about these houses and let's take a look at what each of them means. Okay. So again, now we're going back to that pie chart, right? Yeah. So you have those 12 slices. Uh, four of those slices are going to be under the domain of earth, four under air, four under water, um, and four under fire. So my book is only talking about the fourth house, the eighth house, and the twelfth house, right? Um, so those are the water houses that's under the domain of Cancer, um, Scorpio, and Pisces. So you have the fourth house, which is all things relate, what I call goddess related, okay? Um, your spiritual foundation possibly, you know, information about, you know, your mother, um, your, your, whether your, your spiritual temperament, okay, whether you'll be more inclined to be more conventional, 
or more eccentric, okay? Mm -hmm. so your connection to the land, your connection to your ancestors, okay? Um, and then you have the eighth house, which is the house of transformation. And that's key because you need to know how you deal with change. Everybody's different. Some people can go through something and they just snap right back, right? And then some people, it takes years, if ever, to get over something. Okay, so you need to know how you deal with transitions, how you deal with beginnings and endings, in my opinion, in order to um, also pace yourself spiritually. But anyway, I don't want to get too far off. But that's that's that house. Um, your your interest in the occult or lack of interest in the occult can be seen in that house as well. Um, the then you have the twelfth house, which is your house of service, which is the the house uh, that represents what needs to be sacrificed in order for you to grow spiritually. Now, in the natal chart, obviously these combinations, I mean, you know, the combinations are limitless, right? In terms of, you know, so that's what makes all of us very, very special. It's not just the fingerprint. Our natal charts are really unique. I don't care how similar, uh, you know, two people's charts can be, um, you know, there, you will have something that is unique in yourself. So um, that those are the houses and, and, and you know, obviously those things are important to know um, in order to grow. You know, you, you want to know how you deal with trans, you know, transformation. You want to know your, your, your temperament. You want to know what you need to do in order to get to the next level if you are a mystic or you consider yourself a mystic. Yeah. And, and you know, I love this because I've been really looking deeply into um, not just my, my natal chart, but really understanding more about exactly what you said. And looking at, you know, why in my chart are, do I have a whole bunch of things going on in that third quadrant, right? Why is there just a bunch of things going on in there, including my sun and my moon? And, you know, when I hear about that, I don't quite hear about it the way you're talking about it, because I really love the idea of talking about water and water signs. Um, one of the things that I wanted to ask you about from your perspective is here we are, right? And you don't really have to know a ton about astrology, from my opinion, uh, to understand the book and to understand, you know, what the significance of the water houses are. But I want to ask you this question, because I'm not a person that uh, has had a lot of experience with water. But the minute I moved to Seattle uh, and the West Coast, I changed. Mm. And, uh, you know, I don't, I, I, I don't know if I can explain this to you in that way, but there's something about water. And I wonder if it's because of the lack of water in my chart. I mean, the minute I stepped off the plane uh, to go to Hawaii, my first time to Hawaii, I was different. I changed. Mm. And, you know, how do these feelings within us point us or guide us to connecting to these water houses and our life path? Because I can't imagine myself now not living by water. I, and I'm a girl from the Bronx. I grew up in cement. Mm. And it's, I grew yeah. up over there. But let me just be clear. I also grew up in the part of the Bronx. People may not think about this. New York City is surrounded by water, right? It's an island. <laughs> <laughs> and I totally forget that. I totally mm. forget that. But talk about these water houses and, and the draw, the attraction, the pull. Even if we don't know what's going on, but when we read your book, we will. There's something intuitively that 
the cost to us, isn't there? Well, we are obviously, you know, we are formed in water. So, you know, you're going to just have, that's, that's our first sensory experience, you know, um, is that sensation of being in water, of being in silence in water as well. And, and like I said in the book, you know, this is why, you know, billions of dollars are made by, you know, travel industries, you know, they want to recreate this relaxing, therapeutic, you know, um, experience for people. There's a reason why, you know, people flock to beaches and they flock to, you know, waterfalls and all these other places, okay? Um, and, and I believe that it's because, you know, of this, you know, this very uh, innate attraction that we have and also just the knowledge that yeah. we need water. We're just completely dependent on this element. Um, for our survival and, and for our comfort, you know? Yeah, and you cover that in the, in the spiritual history of water, which I thought was brilliant. Um, you, you know, if you grow up Catholic, you, to, you walk into a church and the first thing you go for is the holy water, right? I mean, it, it's so natural, but we also have water where, where, as you point out in the book, we're talking about floods and we're talking about, you know, the cleansing power of water and water spirits and goddesses. You've, you've really brought that to the forefront. Um, but, you know, I want to talk with you when we come back from break, in case people don't know, this is kind of cool. The element of water, about the water signs, the element of water is associated with several signs. When we come back, we're going to take a look at the signs. We're going to take a look at the houses. Then we're going to get a deeper dive to look at now what? Let's take a short break, everybody. We'll be. Are you feeling the complexity of life? Do you feel that urge to step into something greater? Tune in to Nailed It Radio. Find your simplicity within your complexity with me, life coach, Carrie Nail. Tune in each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com to discover what it means to use your full power to be the best version of yourself. Imagine stepping into the energy of saying yes to yourself and knowing you nailed it. For more information about me, visit CarrieNail.com. Imagine starting your week off with a teaching, a clearing, and an activation direct from the God consciousness. If you would like to feel more in charge of your week ahead, then I personally invite you to join me, Tracy L. Clark, for our monthly Soul Sunday non-denominational service at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, online or in person. All donations for this event go to the TLC Initiative Fund to help those in need. Sign up now at TracyLClark.com and let's connect together in the glory realm. Welcome to Soul Activation Podcast, a world-class broadcast of insight and inspiration with the renowned healer and coach, Suzanne Alexandria. In this series, she dives deep into the magical sea of you, to the place in you that's ready to activate. Tune in live every second and fourth Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Caring for someone with a life-altering diagnosis? You are a care hero. Navigating the unfamiliar options can be overwhelming, but you are not alone. Tune in to A Cup of Comfort with me, Trish Lau, twice monthly on Transformation Talk Radio. Let me guide you through your care hero journey by providing actionable information on how to care for a loved one in need. For more information about me, visit TrishLaub.com. That's TrishLaub, L-A-U-B as in boy, dot com. Tune in to the show Heart Change Consciousness 
with me, Dr. Trish DeRocher, as stories of inspired activism come to life. Listening to conversations with your favorite authors, changemakers, and many more who practice inspired spiritual activism and transform vulnerabilities into sources of strength. Let's be inspired together through my show, Heart Change Consciousness, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Are you ready to get big and live your life out loud? Tune in to Get Big Out Loud Radio, exploring life through the lens of curiosity and compassion. With me, Carrie Knudsen, joining Dr. Pat live every second Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I will offer ideas to transform what you are thinking into conscious action. If you want to get big and live your life out loud, visit me at KnudsenSpeaks.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. We're talking about astrology for mystics, exploring the occult depths of the water houses in your natal chart with my very special guest, Tiana Lee McClure. Um, can you tell folks, first of all, how they find out about you? And then how did you get a copy of this really good book, intriguing book, if I should say? Thank you so much. Um, I can, your book can be purchased at innertraditions.com, mm-hmm. the publisher, or you can find it on Amazon or your local uh, metaphysical uh, bookstore. Um, you can also uh, find me on Instagram. That's the best way. Um, and you can find me at Tayana Limacolar, exactly just how it's spelled. Um, and you can email me if you're interested in getting a reading done. Um, or interested on Astrology for Mystics workshop. Um, I have one coming up in July. Um, and you know, I can send you information and other information about my events at tlmukular at gmail.com. Awesome. Thank you. And by the way, we're giving copies away of Astrology for Mystics. And Benny, let's go ahead and do one now. 1-800-930-2819. 1-800-930-2819. Um, Thank you for joining me here today. One of the things I was referencing before the break, sort of to kick us off, is to really take a look at what many people may or may not know. And, And that is the part of the book where you talk about signs and houses, because, you know, we have signs, we have houses, and then there is an interaction of them. Um, and can you talk about the significance of looking at both signs and houses? Sometimes we don't look at the houses. You know, quite a few people just say, I'm a this or I'm a that. Or, uh, you know, here's Mercury or here's Jupiter. But, but we don't necessarily look at where those, where they are, where are they placed? And what does it mean if they are placed in these water houses? So let's talk a little bit about that. Um, and really talk about these water houses, fourth, eighth, and twelfth. Okay, um, I don't know. That's a lot. Okay, so um, <laughs> <laughs> let me see if I can just start um, with the uh, eighth house. Okay, um, so the eighth house, for example, is the house of transformation. Like I said, um, so I'll use myself as an example. I have uh, Libra in that house of transformation. Okay, I deal with change very well. Okay, I also have Pluto in that house, but let's just stick to, to the Libra for now, yeah. just because we brought up the signs. Okay, so um, I'm I'm pretty cool with 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 things coming to an end. 
Um, as long as, you know, fairness is important to me, being treated fairly, you know, um, I'm, I'm really good when there's like no one's fault, like something just has to end, whether it be like a physical death that has nothing to do with, you know, um, someone being murdered or something. I mean, like everything just ending at its own accord. I'm very good with that. Some people yeah. are just not able to change at all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Totally. Self is, is Scorpio right, which is dealing with that transformation, which is dealing with that um, kind of harsh reality, right, you know, the whole third effect of Scorpio, right, um, but then I have Libra superimposed on that house, so that's how I process the, you know, how I process information um, in terms of, you know, endings, okay, um, I'm not going to like a lot of gory imagery, Libra is very, you know, um, they like things pretty. They like things neat, right? Yeah. So people might think, oh my God, because I'm a Scorpio. Um, and, you know, so it's like, oh, you know, you, you must be really into really dark, you know, gory imagery or, you know, horror movies or whatever. Um, and that's actually not the case because of the Libra, um, you know, um, in the in Venus in the eighth house. I may like dark subject matter or occult subject matter. Um, but it, it cannot be ugly. Like, so for example, you, you'll see the darkness play out. I love the Twilight Zone, for example. Yeah. Psychological horror. Right. What I, mean, I, don't, I don't necessarily want to see somebody's kidney come out of their left ear, okay? Yeah, I, <laughs> so this is what I'm saying. So these, these, there might be a sign there that may be known for something, you know, um, you know, a particular thing, but the sign that you have, your natal chart, that will change the energy of the house because Libra, like I said, using my example, is going to change the energy there. So then let's say if there was a planet or a couple of planets, you see what I'm saying? It's just, yeah. it's out there. You have to continue to see what gets switched on, what gets switched off, or rather I should say turned up or turned down. Because there are certain things that may be in the house, you know, that let's say I had Aries in that house instead, maybe I might, you know, like, seeing people, you know, with their head split open and the brain falling out. So you know, who knows? You know what I'm saying? I do. You have to do, you have to look at, you have to look at you. You know what I'm saying? You have to pay attention to how you express in the world. Yeah. And that's what I said to you before when I uh, it really didn't really didn't connect to my eighth house, but I started to look at my eighth house. Right. And as I was looking at my eighth house, I didn't look at it. I, I didn't look at the what was going on in there from an eighth house perspective but when i look at it now and i say what is in that eighth house right and i look at mercury the planet capricorn the sign uh sitting in my eighth house then venus uh the sign sagittarius sitting in my eighth house it really brings up a new interest for me right it isn't just mercury capricorn venus sagittarius it's now they're in my eighth house so it calls us to look at this almost three-dimensionally, right? Right, right. That's the, the cool part. Linear, right. You know, people will go online and say, okay, well, I see my natal chart, I'll have this. And they'll read the definition in blocks instead of looking at the chart holistically. Well, how does that, how does, my, how does, this, how does this affect this over here? You know what I mean? It just, it's just a matter of getting, of getting more in tune because we're all very complex yeah. beings. Okay, yeah. we may not see ourselves that way, but we are. And you know what else? I, I, I really didn't look at this until I was reading your book. And then I all of a sudden didn't even realize I had anything in my fourth house. Just just saying. 
I, I didn't even notice it. And I don't know why that is because there's so much energy in my chart up in that, that top quadrant. And I just looked at this and I said, oh, wait a minute. I got something in the fourth house. I got Pluto Leo. You know, I got Pluto, the planet, and, uh, and Leo, the sign. And so I started to read in your book. But what I really did notice is you're right about this. If you stop at the sign and the planet, you're going to be missing the whole idea of the mystic interaction, I think, don't you? Well, it's all about it's all about centralizing your narrative over whatever, you know, uh, so-called experts, you know, are writing. Yes, learn, you know, if you if you like, learn, okay, learn the conventional information, learn the, you know, kind of generic definitions you re you would read about what it means to have Leo in the fourth house. Obviously, you want to start there, right? But you also, or Pluto in the fourth house as well, but you also want to do your own investigation. Okay, I really want people to remember that, that that is a key message um, of the book is, is to take the wisdom that's out there, but to personalize it. So um, to figure out how these diff this different phenomenon works for you. How does it play out in your life? So for example, if there's a Mercury retrograde coming up, don't just, okay, you can read your favorite astrologer's breakdown. Okay, this is how you're gonna be feeling. This is, okay. That's their opinion, but don't right. start projecting that out there that that's how you have to act because guess what? You may have Mercury in a particular sign in a particular place, you know what I mean? And it's going to be a totally different experience for you. That's all I'm saying, you know what I mean? And just, just never lose sight of you. Start to start to take, you know, have a little uh, astrology phenomenon journal, you know, write down, okay, during eclipses in, Leo during eclipses in Virgo, whatever, you know, because Mercury especially is a good place to start because that phenomenon, you know, it's, it recurs like several times a year and also lunar signs, okay? So start paying attention to what happens to you on these particular days. Maybe there's a, maybe, mm, I just realized when the moon is in Cancer, my mother and, you know, tends to call me at two o'clock in the afternoon. If you really start journaling, you'll start to see some kind of pattern for you that is not true, okay? It doesn't mean that it's garbage to read these generic definitions because it's just a, a, a scaffold. But some people actually project their entire reality um, from external sources. You know what I'm saying? And that's and that's what I'm trying to help people that are interested in doing. Again, this book is astrology for mystics. It's not astrology for everybody. Yeah, yeah. For everybody is what is already out there. This is astrology for people that are interested in integrating their own life experience into the narrative that is yeah, we're going to talk about something really interesting too to really prove the point of what you just said. When we come back, I started to look at this a little bit about Sagittarius in the eighth house. And by the way, when you go through the book, this takes you beautifully through each of the signs in each of the houses. So each of the water houses. So if you look in the fourth house and you see what signs in there, if you look in the eighth house, which I'm in right now, I have two signs in the eighth house. How do I interpret this? When we come back, we're going to take a look at Sagittarius in the eighth house and Capricorn, excuse me, and yeah, and Capricorn in the eighth house. 
what does that look like? What does it mean? And how is it showing up or slash being acknowledged right now? We're going to take a look at this, everybody. Let's take a short break. Two of the books are gone. I think maybe we have one left, 1-800-930-2819. We got a lot to talk about. We'll be right back. I'm Patricia McNair, host of Divine Guidance with Patricia, and I'm here to help you live a more authentic, spiritually connected life. Join me every first and third Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Being who you are in everyday life is the key to unlocking soul wisdom within that our whole self already knows. Get ready to embrace your spiritual, mental, and emotional well-being, your whole being. Discover your gifts and strengthen your connection to spirit. We will explore earth guidance, divine truth, and love, past life lessons, and so much more. So listen in to Divine Guidance with Patricia and join in your personal adventure to triggering, opening, validating, and being all that you are. For more information about me, visit divineguidance.earth. Transition, simultaneously the most difficult and vital part of the human experience. Without change, how would we grow? Tune in to Grounding Into Your Radiance with Stacy Barber every second and fourth Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Step into your truth and allow the light into your life. For more information about Stacy and her services, visit StacyBarber.com. That's Stacy S-T-A-C-I-E, Barber.com. It's time to get your life back on Burn Bright Today with Jennifer Marcinelli. Tune in each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Learn to move from the darkness of burning out to the light of burning bright. Jennifer is redefining stress and the energetic causes of burnout, shining a light on process to get your life back. For more information about Jennifer and her work, visit BurnBrightToday.com. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Steffen each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Transition, simultaneously the most difficult and vital part of the human experience. Without change, how would we grow? Tune in to Grounding Into Your Radiance with Stacy Barber every second and fourth Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Step into your truth and allow the light into your life. For more information about Stacy and her services, visit StacyBarber.com. That's Stacy, S-T-A-C-I-E, Barber.com. Healing has a ripple effect. One person's healing affects everyone around them. This is where the power of sharing our stories can be so important. Tune in to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge each month on Transformation Talk Radio as Megan provides you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. Enact the power of radical change. To find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca. 
Hey, everybody. Tiana Lee McQuiller joining me here today. Fabulous book, Astrology for Mystics, Exploring the Occult Depths of the Water Houses in Your Natal Chart. And we've been talking about what the water houses mean. But what happens if you find yourself looking at your chart? And, you know, and, and you're looking and you're thinking, well, they just talked to me about this fourth house. And they're telling me that that fourth house is, all right, well, wait a minute. That's one of those water houses. And then you take a look and you say, well, wait a minute, I got something going on in my fourth house. Or you take a look at some of the other ones. You took at the look at the eighth house and you say, well, I've got something going on there. Uh, what Tiana does in the book is she invites you to look at each of the signs that you're interested in, right, on your chart and say, what does this look like? And we're going to just use an example, just a random example. We're just going to take a look at in the book. She talks about, I relate to this, talks about Sagittarius in the eighth house. So we're just going to look at that for a minute. And, and what happens in the book, you get to take a peek at how you are relating, relating to sexual intimacy, self-image, what your secret power is, and then what about transformation and endings? And so when you take a look at each of these, each of these signs and where they land in your chart, there's a beautiful, beautiful description of them. If you look at Capricorn, for example, in the eighth house, you'll get a description uh, and you'll get an idea of this. And this is so important. Now, I just tell you, let me let me just say this. If you don't have a sign, like in one of these water houses, you just don't have a sign. Like I don't have anything in my 12th house. You mean a planet? Yeah. You have to have a sign. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's no fine. Either. Yeah. Um, but this is, you've laid this out so that people can really look at a dynamic that's going on and ask themselves, how do I relate to that? Right. So if I look at Capricorn in the eighth house and I'm reading about what it says, right? Um, it's fascinating. Many, can I read from your book? Please. Okay. Uh, sexual intimacy. Many eighth house Capricorns immensely enjoy some form of bondage or domination. It's not uncommon for them to enjoy being in control in the bedroom. Find a discreet lover who you feel safe with to explore possibilities. People with displacement are focused, devoted, and passionate. Uh, it would be wise for those with Capricorn in the eighth house to break up with people they're dating if they prove to be flaky or unreliable. You like to be organized and appreciate people who keep their word. So ignoring red flags will only end in frustration and inevitably separation anyway. That is a lot of information. <laughs> and it really is so, you know, poignant to help people understand this, Right. Um, I was really struck by the secret power. And I love that you include these secret powers, right? Tell us a little bit about the secret power in all of these descriptions that you put in. Well, there are certain, you know, capabilities that we all have. Um, I think that people uh, underestimate that power in general. And that's why I wanted to include this because there are certain, I mean, this is all just alchemy, right? Air, earth, fire, and water, and how these different elements, uh, you know, mix and mingle in order to make us all unique. And that's what the native chart is all about. So you have, depending on our alchemical combination, right? Um, you will have 
most likely certain capabilities over others, okay? And that's why I decided to include that in the book, um, just playing with the different combinations and what that could possibly mean. Again, the book is just a scaffold um, for your own consideration. You may see yourself, um, a lot of people do um, see themselves in these descriptions. Um, but again, you also have to take a look at the entire chart and how these things uh, relate to your own life experiences. So let's say, yeah, you may have a propensity if you have Capricorn in the eighth house for bondage and domination, but wonder if you were sexually assaulted 10 years ago, okay? Or you, again, you cannot take away a person's life experience, okay? It's nature and nurture that creates who we, you know, who we are and how we perceive reality. Okay, so so then somebody may look at the book and say, well, hell, I don't like that stuff. Okay, but maybe they are not taken into consideration that time they saw, you know, their mother's boyfriend slap her upside the head or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, I do. So so these things can get turned up. They can get turned down, depending also on our narrative. Again, it's we can never remove ourselves and what we've seen, heard, smelled, tasted, and experienced. We just cannot. Yeah, and I, I love that you've included this part about the secret power. And, you know, it's really fun. When I first read this, I'll read it out loud if I can. Uh, people with Capricorn 8th house are much more comfortable with dark side than most. Their own dark tendencies in the darker parts of the supernatural world and uh, supernatural and the world. They are also extremely talented when it comes to creating rituals and initiation procedures. And, you know, I read that and I really thought, okay, that's really interesting. Because for me, as a very young child, I have been fascinated with the supernatural. I've been fascinated with, you know, things that most people wouldn't be interested in at a very young age. Anytime that I hear that there's going to be a new Godzilla movie, I'm like, I cannot wait to watch that. I mean, even if it's like hokey Godzilla versus King Kong. Um, <laughs> X-Files. I don't think I've ever missed an episode of the X-Files. And, you know, it's fascinating when I'm reading this and I think back upon that. Uh, and something interesting. If I am having a really busy day or really busy week or doing a lot of calls or doing a lot of shows, when I go to take a little breath and watch television, I'm not going to tune in to Family Feud. That wouldn't be my first go-to. It right. would be to look, something, look at something that is going to take me to another dimension, right? Is going to really take me to a more esoteric or mystical place. And right. that, to me, quiets my mind more than anything. But I will tell you, I'm like you. I'm not up to slasher movies. <laughs> I'm not in, you know, I mean, I, I'm just like, even some of the TV series that are on right now, they're just, yeah, they got to be a little bit too much for me. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> but again, this is what you've done here is you've given people something beautiful to really look at. Uh, when we come back, I want to talk about the 12th house. I want to talk about the 12th house because there is much that has been said about the 12th house esoterically and there is much that hasn't been said about the 12th house and why do some people think the 12th house is perhaps one of the more powerful sneaks peaks into your destiny let's take a short break i'm not saying that i want to hear what tiana says when we come back
Tune into Three Things I've Learned with Susan Dolce every first and third Tuesday of the month at noon Pacific, 3 o'clock Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. Join Susan and her guests as they share the stories that shift our souls about radical transformations, courageous breakthroughs, and life lessons. Three Things I've Learned with Susan Dolce. For more information, go to TransformationTalkRadio.com or visit Susan's website at SusanDolce.com. Creating and living the Octarian way, soul design for self-enlightenment and self-healing. Tune in to Transformation Talk Radio, the second and the fourth Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time with me, Vivienne Chauvet. As we transcend the third dimensional plane of reality, we move into higher realms of existence. Let us reclaim our sovereignty as divine essence of light and unite our voices to successfully manifest ascension on earth. For information on our services, Copper Art Store, and to connect with me, visit infinitehealingfromthestars.com. That is infinitehealingfromthestars.com. Tune in to Transformation Talk Radio with me, Vivienne Chauvet. Imagine you are a ball of steel, smooth, small, and cool to the touch. Your life will soften you with fire. You will take hits that shape you. You will be forged into a powerful, purposeful work of art. Tune in to Forging a Life with Coach Christine Clark. Join in Dr. Pat Basile in a three-part series, Truths in the Creation of Katana, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Christine Clark, a gifted, engaging speaker and trainer who has forged her life in the fires of self-employment, will take you on a journey to exploring the internal, mental, and emotional blocks that stand between us and a life of significance through an analogy of the process of crafting a traditional Japanese sword or katana. For more information about Christine, visit sunglowtransformation.com. What we've been taught and told is not all there is. Life is all about energy, and the energy you feel is real. Tune into The Energy Paradigm each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com with Dr. Vic. The Energy Paradigm is an eye-opening, mind-shifting, transformative, and earth-shattering way to live, work, and do business that will enable you to unlock your magic every day. Visit TheEnergyParadigm.com. Join the New Earth on the Cornelia Stephanie Show. Tune in each month as Cornelia takes listeners on an odyssey of higher consciousness to inspire, educate, and empower. Cornelia Stephanie is a spiritual teacher, passionate speaker, published author, and founder of the Empower Network. Cornelia guides people on the path of self-healing, peace, and liberation. For more I love that song. I was so depressed when I was a kid. I love that sad, ridiculously sad song. <laughs> <laughs> Benny, where'd you dig that up from? <laughs> Way deep, Pat. Way deep. A lot of records to shuffle through. Woo. Oh, my gosh. That is like, you gave me like a super flashback to my first love. 
Oh my God, that puppy love thing with that song. What a heartbreaker. Oh my gosh. But you know, that's another show. <laughs> today, today, Diana Lee McQuiller is joining me here today. And thank you so much for um, the books and giving those out. Thank you, Men's Anita, for that. Um, tell people how they can find out about you, how they can work with you, how they can find out more about the impact of these water houses. Okay, so um, you can find the book at innertraditions.com or you can find it on Amazon or you can find it at your local metaphysical bookstore. Um, you can communicate with me um, on Instagram or follow me on Instagram at Tiana Lima Fuller. Or if you're interested in a tower reading or uh, workshops related to astrology for mystics or the Hulu Tarot, any of my other uh, projects, just contact me at T-L-M-C-Q-U-I-L-L-A-R at gmail.com. Awesome. You know, we've been talking about the fourth, we've been talking about, but, you know, I want to, I want to jump over to the 12th for a minute. And the reason I want to jump over to the 12th is because I think it's one of the most misunderstood and least talked about houses. And yet people have said it's one of the more powerful houses. I would like your perspective on what goes on in the 12th house. It's basically what you need to sacrifice in order to grow spiritually. That's why it's known as the house of loss. Okay, you can see it as the house of loss, okay, um, depending on how you deal with change, um, if you're analytical, okay, if you're prone to self-examination. If you are, then possibly it won't be as painful because you're accustomed to kind of looking at yourself from, you know, a bird's eye view. Okay. Um, and if you're not, then change tends to be a little bit harder, right? Um, when you realize that there's certain things about your behavior that is problematic or things that, you know, you need to change, um, that could be a, a great loss if you are addicted to your own personality. If you are, if you, if you always consider yourself correct. Okay. So that's, that's basically um, what's going on in the 12th house, okay? You're also dealing with secrets. You're also dealing with limitations, okay? And also psychic abilities, okay? It's sort of like uh, unlocking, like if, you, if anybody's played Super Mario or any other video game, you know, there's certain boards, you know, you can go to certain boards and you unlock a secret power, okay? But it took sacrifice in order to unlock that power. You probably had to battle a million different little minions you know, you have to go through this dangerous board, you know, for, for my gamers out there, right? But you made it through and you sacrifice, right? Sometimes you have to give up the powers that you had and you have to go, especially with Super Mario, right? Um, you, you have to go without that power. You have to be small, but it's just a matter of, it can be done, okay? And once you have made that sacrifice, once you have gone through whatever that trial is, once you have altered your behavior in order to make that work, right? You have to time your jumps or whatever is required. I'm just using that video game analogy again. You have to time things correctly or it's not gonna happen, okay? Or you have to do something in terms of the behavior, okay? Or you have to hold the controller a certain way. It's no different, okay, in that way. And once you do it, you get rewarded, okay? You get rewarded and yeah. that's how kind of kind of telling you what you need to sacrifice in order to get that Scooby snack at the end. Yes. So for me, I have no planets in the 12th house. I have, I'm, I have Aquarius in the 12th house, okay? So I needed for me to grow spiritually to 
not care if people thought that I was strange, that they thought I was batshit crazy. I needed to get over that fear, okay? I needed to get over the anxiety, the crippling anxiety related to that, okay? I just got there a couple of years ago. Yeah. Okay, where I was completely, and I mean, I mean, I've always been cool. I've always been a very spiritual person, even as a little girl. Okay, and I've talked about that on Instagram. Okay, but just getting to the point where I really, really don't care how I am perceived by other people. Okay, I focus on the people that get it. I focus on my supporters. I, fo you know, I focus on people that 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 resonate with me, and I just don't think about those other people anymore. That took years of work. Yeah. And that's what the 12th house is talking about. Man, that does take years of work. And, you know, I was looking at this as you were speaking, and I was thinking, uh, you asked me about the 12th house and my solar return. And uh, as you were speaking about this, I was thinking about this unconscious level that goes on in the 12th house. There are things that we've probably been carrying all of our life, like you just described. Um, and yet, sometimes it's time and when the time comes to really face those things and look at them it is really pivotal you know some people call them tipping points but it's also as i hear you speak about it there's a pathway to freedom for you um and when i looked at you know your book and i did look at jupiter in my 12th house really prominent in my solar return like mm. seriously a big thing i didn't understand it until i read your book and said to myself, wow, that makes sense to me now. You know, this makes sense to me, right? Uh, about what's going on as I see the year progress and where I am and what things are influencing me and what things I need to release because mm -hmm. we are all under psychological stress. And, you know, for me, I realized that if I have that in this house, it's not gonna go well. So mm -hmm. I have to figure out a way to de-stress. And I've done that, right? But boy, I want to talk to you. This is a journey. You know, figuring this out is a journey. But the way you describe the impact for yourself, once you discovered that, that had to be freeing for you. Well, I've always been considered eccentric, right? Um, or weird, depending on the person, okay? Because these different factors, there are sort of many different factors uh, that contribute to how people perceive you, right? Yeah. Um, I was always, I didn't, I never had a self-esteem issue as a result of people finding me weird. Um, that's just not me, okay? I was always cool with Tayana. People just weren't cool with Tayana at certain <laughs> points, and I was okay with them not being cool. Why? Because I'm an introvert. So my my personality as an introvert protected me from feeling like, oh, I can't share in all the reindeer dances. I never cared, okay? <laughs> Never cared. I never wanted to do group projects. You know, for those that do Myers-Briggs, I'm an INTJ. I really don't care about belonging, but I still have to exist in the world. I still have to eat. Okay, so I do have to care about what people think of me to a certain extent, but I couldn't, but it's hard when you process information much differently than other people because you, the whole day becomes a facade, okay? And if you have to work for a living, I was not born with a trust fund or any of this other cool stuff. <laughs> so that means I would have to be out in the world in order to keep, in order to keep a food, or, you know, a roof over my head. So 
that became a source of anxiety. It's like, okay, I don't care that these people find me weird, but I have to care about what they think to a certain extent that I have to survive in this world. That's right. But then, like you said, so that creates anxiety in and of itself, not the self-esteem issue, but just, God damn it, I have to make money. Okay. So that integration, that, that really doing the work with the 12th house, finally, it finally clicked and I I broke through and now I don't care and I'm happy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm going to tell you, Look at I don't know. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to spend a lot of time looking at this a lot closer, right? Because every time I take a sneak peek, I get a little bit more information um, about it. And, you know, the sense making part of it. And you're right, even though you may have some things going on, we're human beings. You know, we got to get up, we got to take a shower, we got to go do whatever we're doing. And we got to make things happen in the outer world. And I want to thank you for taking, you know, some beautiful, beautiful esoteric ideas and bringing it down so we can understand it in our everyday lives. Thank you so much. One more time. How do we find out about you? How do we get a copy of your book? Okay, so um, you can get a copy of the book at innertraditions.com or you can go to Amazon or your local bookseller. you also can reach me, uh, read my posts, follow me on Instagram at Tiana Lee McQuillar. Um, and you, for readings or information about workshops, reach me at T-L-M-C-Q-U-I-L-L-A-R at gmail.com. Uh, I'd love to know your personal message. What would you like to leave us with today? Just remember that mystics are not these peripheral, uh, peripheral characters. Okay, mystics are the center of every religious and spiritual system in the world, um, no matter what their race, what the, uh, what the you know, continent, whatever. Okay, it had to be someone that considered these things first before they were codified. That is what this is about. This book is for you, it is for you to analyze yourself in relation to the stars. Listen to the experts, but don't ever forget to consult yourself.